passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. From the offseason. Through the wins and the losses. It's time to take one. One. one Giants. Giants. Step, step. With your host, Sean Morash. All right, welcome into One Giant Step. A Packer Giant preview edition, the final, God willing, primetime game of the year. I guess you never know with what that Eagle game could be. Then again, what am I talking about? They play Christmas at 5 o'clock. That technically is like a Monday night game. That, it's a standalone. That's a primetime game. Yeah, that, that Everyone's going to be sitting at home watching that. That counts, and I, I think more so depending on what the Eagles scenario is. You never know what the Saturday and Sunday uh, situation will will hold in week 18. But nonetheless, Tommy DeVito mania continues. I am Sean Morris. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to One Giant Step. Everywhere podcasts are available. Joined by my end of the week uh, consultant, if you will, Bryce Gelman. Bryce, hello. How are you? I'm doing extremely well, Sean. And part of that hinges on the fact that I didn't have to watch my football team last week. So yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. I'm just riding you know, the high of not having to watch them. So and and it, depending on the way you view it, there was it was a bad week. I think in terms of if you have any hope of the team winning out, because you saw a couple teams win and then the Eagles lose, which makes them very live in those two games. The Giants stuff to play. Um, full disclosure: we are taping this, and I always like to say this because the podcast audience, anybody who listens and may listen to the radio and doesn't understand why, you could be listening to this at any point, right? I mean, you could be driving in your car on a Friday afternoon. 
Uh, again, thank you for downloading free on the Odyssey app. Everywhere podcasts are available. You can be walking the dog on a Saturday morning. So for everybody, it's different. So I want to let you know the world we're living in while we're taping this. I say this because at the moment, Thursday night football is being played in the Patriots lead. Like this is the kind of scenario where maybe it's good for the Giants. Can the pads suddenly sneak out a couple of wins, get the Giants back in the draft thing? Like where the Giants stand at four and eight, who the heck knows? Are they winning out? Are they losing out? Somewhere in between yada, yada, yada. We'll get our game pick and our fantasy versus reality later. Uh, I want to get into Wink and Dave's in a little bit, but first let me just start with this, Bryce. By virtue of taping this on Thursday night, we now know, and this was sniffed out very early in the week, and I want to really give a round of applause to the head coach, Brian Dable. Tommy DeVito is going to be the starting quarterback for this team on Monday night. They'll re-examine at the end of the week because, again, DeVito could implode. The bloom could come off the rose, and they go back to Terod Taylor. Terod Taylor was not happy with this, and by the way, nor should he be. I like that as a competitor in him. He seemingly gets hurt everywhere he goes and then loses his job to a young quarterback. It's kind of been the Terod Taylor story for the last eight years. So I, I do feel bad in a sense, but uh, two things. Number one, the Giants had to do this. Terod Taylor may not view it this way, but the Giants had to do this. If you're looking for a reason to show up to a giant home game on Monday night, DeVito mania has been a thing. You know, whether it's a mocking thing or a real thing, I still don't know if I'm quite figuring this out. The Italian side, all this stuff. I don't think it stuff. is. I think it's like this is a real thing that Giants fans He's a fun guy to root fully- for. It is, it is. And everyone understood that this was a lost season. So the one time something positive seeps through, fans are just like clamoring to try to yeah. accept it because they want something to be happy about. And he's a sure. homegrown kid. So I think I, I understand why it's happening. It's like it's like the Giants version of Linsanity. Right. Like, yeah. I was just like, saying this to James. Even though Lynn was actually yeah. good. Like Jeremy Lynn yeah. was actually good, but this is. Well, you know what? Not for it. nothing. What you saw Jeremy Lynn's career come after that. Maybe yeah, could DeVito be better. I mean, he could in his sport. He look, should be. He should be. here's the thing. On one hand, look, you're going to a game. You're going to be more excited to see Tommy DeVito on Monday night. If you have tickets and you would be to watch Terod Taylor again. And it's not, I mean, if it sounds like disrespect to Terod Taylor, so be it. But it's just something new. It's something energetic. But here's what I really liked about what Brian Dable did here, Bryce. And that is, it's been a year of, if you want to poke holes in how good a coach Brian Dable is, there's certainly a resume to do that. You know, was he to blame for the Bill game? Was he to blame for the Jet game? Uh, Some of the stuff early in the season, including Dallas and leaving Daniel Jones in there and so on and so forth. Put it this way. I think we're mainly pro-Dable in the giant community, but if you were anti-Dable, you found holes. You know, Brian Dable comes from that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban school, the Alabama Patriots stuff. Maybe he's not as judgy in as Joe Judge was, but, you know, his answers could get tiring, his tactics. I get it. In a losing year, that stuff wears on you. It would have been so Belichickian, Judgian, McDaniels, to wait till Saturday this week to tell the world who was starting because of quote-unquote gamesmanship. And Brian Dable didn't do that. And I think that there's something to be said there because you know what it does right away? It lets the locker room know, this is your guy. There's Even if they might know and the public didn't know, there's no confusion about it. DeVito's your guy. You're playing with energy behind him. Way to go. And it also boosts DeVito's confidence a little bit. Hey, man. You know, full week to prep. You don't have to look over your shoulder or wait for us to officially tell you. Uh, and I just think it was a refreshingly different approach than I expected Brian Dable to take with the same end result. I think it's pretty telling. Like, like he really believes or he really wants to believe in Tommy DeVito and he wants the players to believe in him too, because normally you wouldn't see that from any NFL coach. And as you mentioned, you know, from the, you know, the, the Belichick, the Sabins, like they don't give anything away. 
and he gave it away totally. I think that there's a reason for that. He wants the fans to continue and, you know, the fans, the players, the coaches, he wants everyone to continue embracing whatever magic Tommy DeVito is selling us right now. And for whatever reason, he has been a really solid option. Like let's, let, let's get this out of the way. If he was having one of the worst seasons ever, let's say he was playing like Zach Wilson, there wouldn't be any reason to play him. But he's got yeah. seven touchdowns. Like, he's playing pretty solidly. Yeah. He's setting himself up for the future of potentially being the backup for the Giants. Yeah, and now this is, if we're going to really talk about this and the future about the backup of the Giants, right, the next question is, what do we need to see more from Tommy DeVito? And I think it's a fair question, and maybe it's like the ugly stepsister you don't want to talk about. But there's a lot we need to see more from Tommy DeVito. And I'm with you. Look, if you really want to boil this down, Terod Taylor is not under contract with the Giants next year. Exactly. I don't know where he ends up. I and I have a hard time thinking, especially if the Giants go the route of drafting a quarterback, that they with Daniel Jones already making that money, like they're not gonna pay to Rod Taylor. It just seems like a budgetary thing. Now, if this was a non-salary cap league and this was baseball, maybe you make the case. I I mean, look around the NFL. CJ Beathard now had to come into a game in Jacksonville. Ba- Bailey Zappi's playing Mitchell Trubisky on a Thursday night. Backup quarterbacks are as important as they've ever been the days of Philip Rivers and Eli Manning playing every game on Brady. I mean, they just, they aren't happening. Um, the very few and far between, I mean, even elite quarterbacks are getting hurt like Joe Burrow, uh, the chiefs knock on wood, you know, the ones with Mahomes hanging on, it's a war of attrition. So developing Sean, Sean, there's Sean, there's a reason why they get paid five to $10 million. Of course. I'm going to save a few dollars here by not paying to Rod Taylor again. And you got Tommy DeVito making dirt. Wait, So develop him is that if you, if you haven't making dirt and you could develop him like right away, I could tell you, Right now, if they started next year, things didn't break their way with the draft, with Daniel Jones the number one and Tommy DeVito's the number two, maybe it's a stupid take, but like he's proven to me that he could step in and do enough in a football game. But he needs to do more to really fully trust him as the number two guy if you lost the quarterback five, six weeks, something like that. What he's done is he hasn't been afraid to move up the pocket and throw a deep ball to Jalen Hyatt. Now, some of the starters have been scared to do that, but he's... He's also not developing the short game yet. And some of that stuff where maybe you moan and groan when Daniel Jones takes a check down. Well, that stuff's still kind of necessary in this league. He has to develop a little bit of a short game and either learn to roll out and get rid of the ball out of the pocket, but don't stand in there for 10 seconds, get the timing down. So I'm anxious to see this the last couple of weeks. I hope that he plays well enough that we see him the final five weeks. I really do. Why not? Uh, that would tell me that he's taking those steps. But there's also a chance, and I think that it sucks to be negative, that this goes the other way too, Bryce, in that, you know, glass half empty, they had six turnovers versus Washington, needed every single last one of them down to Isaiah Simmons returning it. And in New England, Tommy DeVito only was responsible for one touchdown. The Patriot defense has been playing good, but, you know, they didn't do enough offensively versus New England. It was New England's offensive ineptitude and a missed field goal that ultimately got DeVito that win. So the two wins have been great. But will the real Tommy DeVito continue to stand up? Because this could easily go back to being a situation like Dallas with playing a good Packer team where they just get the doors blown off Monday night. Well, that's the question that needs to be answered, right? I mean, especially in this game against the Packers who are currently rolling. You know their offense is going to put at least 15 to 20 points on the Giants. The Giants defense has been really solid, but Jordan Love has been really good lately too. So I think but that that is the question right now that, that, that Giants fans like ourselves are currently wrestling with, that – who knows? Like, who knows what could come of these next few weeks if Tommy DeVito, like, what, what should we root for? Like, we want to see Tommy DeVito succeed. We, we want to see 
this hype and this train continue to roll, right? Like we want to root for this guy. We want him to be our backup, but a lot of people want the Giants to win. And again, we talked about this a hundred times on this podcast that we are both in favor of this team losing out. So what's the best possible, you know, chance that the Giants could put themselves in is it's starting Tommy DeVito. Like that's the best possible way that they can lose out while also developing a guy that a lot of people are rooting for right now. It's a win-win in my opinion. And maybe that's the reason why Dable declared him the starter so early in the week. Yeah, perhaps. And again, maybe just exudes the confidence. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, With that, let's pivot to that head coach and a squabble, quabble, squabble with his defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. And a story that's now had a week to simmer because the team was off. They took a bye week. Uh, They've also won a couple games. Wink got the game ball. After the win versus the Patriots, it was the Patriot game, got the win versus the Patriots, yeah. got the game ball, the Jay Glazer report. We've seen reports come out since that maybe all three coordinators are gone from Brian Dable at the end of the year. And there's a lot of speculation that the writing might be on the wall. So Wink Martindale is actually going to meet the media on Friday. I have found out. I mean, maybe it's not that top secret. It's when the coordinators meet. We are already taping this. So, and we would have taped it Friday morning before we heard from Wink Martindale. So maybe something funny or interesting comes out. Look, they've made a lot of jokes about fighting over the last piece of pizza and the last donuts and all of that. This is now an interesting five weeks. How serious is the Wink Martindale, you know, beef with Brian Dable? Because, you know, the team went and they drifted Deontay Banks, Kayvon Thibodeau. They they have tried to get pieces that they think would fit Wink Martindale's defense. And it's one thing for Wink to leave for a head coaching job. It's a one thing for a two-year really good job as a defensive coordinator to go up in flames because of whatever the petty garbage is between Dable and Wink. So maybe I'm being naive, but I really, really hope there's still an avenue for these two to figure it out. And you know, it's one of those spots where while I've been team tank, winning can kind of cure everything with that as well. Exactly. And I think Wink is definitely of the mindset that the Giants should continue to win or continue to to compete to win because that makes him look better at the end of the day because the best facet of this Giants team is the defense. And the defense yeah. has been solid each and every week, week in and week out. And Wink wants to see that continue. It's harder for the defense to be successful if the offense can't stay on the field. And you saw that with the Jets. So you continue to see that with the Jets. But this is a situation where I understand the, you know, the the friction, you know, between these two. I, I could understand why it would be there, but Dable's got to do a better job of keeping him satisfied, of keeping him happy 
with yeah. the Giants because they're going to need him going forward. He's not definitely not going to get any head coaching opportunities after the season. At least I don't think so. You got to keep him. You got to yeah. keep him because he's shown you what he's capable of and what his players are capable of under his direction. Yeah, and I've seen Cordell Flott develop a little bit. Now, there is one intriguing name that would – the only name to me where I know I would feel somewhat okay with Wink Martindale exiting the Giants would be Leslie Frazier coming in as defensive coordinator of the Giants. Worked as the defensive coordinator while Dabes was the OC. Uh, and if you've been following anything this week with the Sean McDermott story, who as of time of taping is still employed – Maybe it's starting to make sense while so many of these coaches left, including a Leslie Frazier, when you're saying knucklehead stuff like he is to the team. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to mention, but if you, you just look it up, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, you know, a professional DC like that, he plays a little more zone than the man to man stuff. But like, that's a professional DC where I'd be OK with him coming in, knowing that he could work with Dave's. But other than that, man, I, I've grown to love Wink Martindale. I think he represents New York well. And the defense through two years. I mean, think about the, how many pieces does the defense still misses pieces, right? An opposite edge exactly. rusher besides Tibbs because Ojalari's barely on the field. Um, you lost Julian Love this year as a captain. You've still figured it out after those first couple weeks. Developing Deontay Banks, playing a lot of games out of Tory Jackson. The defense always seems to figure it out, and I've seen guys bl- flat out develop. And Dexter Lawrence totally took off the last two years under Wink. So I, I just – look, man, I don't want to see this get blown up in the Giants' faces. I trust Jay Glazer. He's a good reporter. But you, you can't tell me this is it. And if that's the case, by the way, the report of him getting rid of Kafka, I mean, McGahee at special teams, that makes sense. The special teams always stinks. Kafka, may, you know, we kind of expected him to get an OC job anyway. Maybe you bring in Ken Dorsey after all. Maybe this just becomes a full Bills thing. I don't know. But it just, you don't like seeing that after a playoff year of one year and all of a sudden there's complete turnover for guys who wouldn't be getting head coaching jobs as a result of the turnover. That's just, you know, not what I'd like to see. Now, quick the, roundup on the one thing some, I'll say is, yeah, if there's going to be a sacrificial lamb, I, I hope it's not Wink. I hope it's Kafka. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, it can't Look, be Wink. Exactly. And he's under contract. Figure it out, man. Just figure it out. Exactly. Uh, quick injury roundup before we get into fantasy reality and the games and all of this stuff. Then this Dexter Lawrence injury is interesting. Uh, as of Thursday, he still wasn't practicing. He missed the Patriot game, came out of the bye week. I'll be honest with you. I need to take, I guess, a little bit of an L. I kind of thought it was one of those things where he was nicked up. He's played a ton of football. And the Giants looked at the Patriot game and said, you know, Dex, rest it up. There's no reason to further injure something. But, I mean, if he comes up the bye and he misses this game as well, then maybe it was way more serious than I thought. Uh, We mentioned they did activate Terod Taylor. He is the backup quarterback, too. They put Matt Barkley back on the practice squad. So if something were to happen to DeVito, We'll see. And Darren Waller was not activated off IR yet, even though he was eligible, which is fascinating as well. I I hope that this game we'll get to. I guess now, if we want to play fantasy first reality, we're just churning through, man. This is what happens. It's a Monday night. Let's go Monday night game. I guess I'll make this my fantasy play. Screw it. This is the most uncoordinated version of one giant step of the year, but I'm frisky, baby. I'm frisky. I'll use the fantasy versus reality segment to talk about a guy that I need to live in our reality by playing some great fantasy. Oh, man. I feel like Barry White, a good wedding song. Jalen Hyatt, man. Uh, Here we go. Tommy DeVito likes him. He's developing. And as much as Darius Slayton might be wide receiver one, I still envision a world, and I shouldn't have to say this, but it seems odd, 
because of everything that's happened with the quarterbacks go playing three this year, everything that's happened with bad old line play early. I have we not seen Jalen Hyatt, who still needs to develop other routes and all of this other stuff, but it's not just been a complete 80 yard bomb down the field every time. I, I think that DeVito to Hyatt. You use DeVito to continue to develop this guy. I envision Jalen Hyatt as a future number one wide receiver on this team. And maybe that's me being greedy, but there was a time before he went in the third round. At this time last year, people thought he was going to be a first rounder. Um, let's go. I, I think Jalen Hyatt in this game is my fantasy play to go over 100 yards again. How about that? Giants haven't had a back-to-back 100-yard receiver uh, in forever, and this is what Tommy DeVito has done. DeVito did have the – it was the Patriot game that he went over 100 higher. Right? I'm not losing my mind. All yeah. right, because the bye week has thrown me off now. To get him cooking, man, I, it would be nice to get him in, in the end zone again. But DeVito clearly likes him. They're clearly two young guys. Uh, and that, for me, is my my fantasy play. And I guess I'll give you my reality, and then I'll toss it over to you before we give game picks. The reality of this game is simply the Packers are ba- banged up too. Watson's hurt. Jones is hurt. But Jul- uh, Julian Love. Jordan Love is not turning the ball over. He's playing the best football of his career right now. He's absolutely peacocking. The Packer defense is good. It's not uh, elite, great. I mean, they they will frustrate Tommy DeVito clearly. The reality is Tommy DeVito don't fall back into bad habits and turning the ball over. And on the defensive side, be the team that cools off Jordan Love. Just because he hasn't turned the ball over lately doesn't mean he's immune to it. Go find a way to give them a couple different looks. The Packers, you might be catching them at a time where they're, you know, peaking. But so what? Go have them give a letdown. You want to win this game, find a way to panic him a little bit, send some blitzes from Wink Martindale, and simply, as cookie-cutter as this is, win the turnover battle. And I think you will be in a position to win this football game if you do. Bryce, take it away. So you kind of took the words right out of my mouth on Hyatt because the one guy you didn't mention who, who may still be injured – uh, he was limited in practice today is Jair Alexander, who's yeah. one of the top corners in the league. And Jalen Hyatt has been this emerging deep threat. We all knew he had the talent. We all knew he had the speed. Finally, one of these giant quarterbacks are taking advantage of this speed and throwing the ball downfield to him. So you took the words right out of my mouth. My fantasy play is Jalen Hyatt, especially if Jair Alexander misses this game. If you have Jalen Hyatt and you're looking to get into your, your fantasy playoffs, and you want to take a huge swing, you play Jalen Hyatt. Because there's a chance that, hey, these two guys, Hyatt and DeVito, could continue to develop this beautiful connection on the football field. So I play I play Hyatt, uh, you know, if, if this is like a 20-team league. That's what we're talking about. Or even, yeah. forget, but when I say fantasy versus reality, I know we do this segment, just player props too. Like if, you, if you're yeah. sitting down yeah. on, on whatever book you're using in the morning and looking to play any Giants offensive player, I – Look, alternate yardage stuff, anytime. That's touchdown. what I was going to say. Like, you take yeah. it like 85 plus yards. He's yeah. probably like plus 400, plus 500. Course, That'd yeah. be a solid bet. You of could course. parlay that with uh with, with Giants money line. You get it to like plus 2,000. Don't get nuts. So, uh, Don't get nuts. the reality is, is the Giants offense is going to win this game or it's going to lose this game. Because with the, with the Packers offense coming in, at, you know, rolling as well as they're rolling right now, it's going to come down. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Like, I think the Giants defense will do a a serviceable job, you know, limiting Jordan. I almost said it too. You were also Julian Love. Jordan Love, who has been perfect in these past few weeks. As you said, he's not turning the ball over. So the the defense, we know exactly what to expect from them. There won't be a a 30-piece put on them, I don't think, this week by the Packers. So I think this comes down to whether or not 
the the Giants offense comes out and looks competent. Like that's like I know a lot of these games have come down to that whether like which team could put up more points because the two defenses are so solid. But I think that Tommy DeVito's just got to continue developing. He's got to continue yeah. getting the ball to his young receivers in, in, in Wandale and 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 Jalen and move the ball down the field. Like, like as you don't turn the ball over and just move the ball down the field, churn out these long drives, continue to keep the ball in your hands and don't let the defense have a, you know, a, a 40, 20 a possession time, you know, don't let them stay on the field for so long. Uh, so I, I just think that this is going to come down to, to whether or not this giants offense looks competent. And I think that's a tall task, but if they want to win this game, it's going to have to happen. Of course. All right, so we'll give our game picks now to close out this pot. Again, Sean Morris, Bryce Gelman, one giant step free on the Odyssey app. Bryce, I think the good times come to a thumping end here. I think the Giants are going to lose this football game on Monday night. Now, we're going to be really conflicted when we wake up on Tuesday, though. I think the Giants will lose this game 24-23, to and I'm going to give you an exact scenario. He's going to take some sacks in this game, DeVito, and it's going to drive you nuts. He's going to make some plays because this has been a Tommy DeVito adventure. Ultimately, I think Jordan Love will make a couple plays. I believe the Giants will get the ball back with two minutes, under two minutes to go, down 24-23 with a chance to try to drive down a field goal range and win it. And I think that's when the Tommy DeVito overthink turnover comes. And we wake up Tuesday morning with the, they scored 23 points. They lost, oh, but man, he threw that turnover. Do you play Terod Taylor question on Tuesday morning? That's my prediction. That's my game pick. What do you got, Bryce? That's an extremely well thought out take and prediction. Yeah. Good for, I mean, that's that's what I give. Should, you I, should I should I prices write you again? No, I'm not going to do it. Again. Do, I'm not well, do it again. Go with what you think. No, I, all right. So what I think is, I know everything I just said. I think the Packers win this game by a solid amount. Like I think that they win like 28 to 10. That's what okay. I got right now. I think they continue to roll. That just looks like where it's heading right now. And is Dexter going to play? Like th- there's a lot of Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of intangibles that they, they, you know, you really can't predict, but I do think that this Packers team is for real. And I think Jordan Love is going to show you exactly why some people were really high on him to start this year. I loved him. I, I tried to get him in almost all my fantasy leagues. Obviously, no one expected w- what it was the first 10 weeks of the year where he was extremely inconsistent, but they're growing pants. And it's his first time starting ever this year, and he's really starting to put it together. So I think that they continue to ride the hot hand. I think Jordan Love goes off again, throws three touchdowns, and I think they win 28 to 10. Okay. Well, if the Packers win, we're both right. We'll see what score is the closest. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to MetLife and cheer your ass off. It's a Monday night. We get so few of these. Uh, And Giant football is back after a bye week. And again, it still gets to be a stress-free Sunday because they're not playing Sunday. Uh, with that, of course, we're not going to be back until Tuesday because of course, why would we recap something on a Monday that didn't happen on Sunday? Uh, you can download and subscribe. That was my weird Seinfeld. Download and subscribe free on the Odyssey app. Everywhere podcasts are available to one giant step. I want to thank my producer, James. James, he's always good. He's a Buck fan. He's going to try to steal the Giants' last playoff spot. Oh, no. Baker Mayfield. Bryce, always good having you, buddy. We'll see you next week, all right? <laughs>